The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. Huh. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In The Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. If you're listening to us on an audio podcast app, hey, maybe give us a review, rating, or comment. really goes a long way yes. towards uh, helping gain exposure for Going In Raw. True. Uh, so, revealed. Revealed. Well, maybe. Truth exposed. Yeah, I'm pessimistic that uh, Buddy Murphy is telling the truth. There. Oh, piss off, ghost. Why do you think Buddy Murphy would be lying? So, of course, Covers the end of tracks, potentially. The end of SmackDown Live last night, Roman Reigns decided to play bad detective, and he went into the men's locker room, and he told everybody to clear out except for one Buddy Murphy. Save for Buddy. And because he saw in the footage just last like, week. Just like we all did. Just like we all did. Buddy Murphy malingering. Lingering about, milling about backstage nearby where when uh, the attack or crap fell on Roman. Right, exactly. So he uh, he punked out Buddy Murphy basically into telling him who he saw because Buddy Murphy at first was like, "Oh, peace off, goose." Well, he said, I, "I didn't say anything, and even if I did, I wouldn't tell you anyways." Yeah, and then Roman didn't take that for an answer, and man, he threw him around like a rag doll. Yeah, that was pretty rad, and it was great to see Buddy Murphy. Although we're probably not going to see him. Again I don't know. For a that while. gives that gives Buddy motivation to take it to Roman now. You would hope. You yeah. would think. You would yeah. think, Larson. You would think that there'd be interweaving stories playing in and out. And that's what good storytelling involves. But, but this is WWE. So given that Vince apparently, allegedly, according to several people, Meltzer included, it was Meltzer, it was Ryan Sean Satin, Ra- and Sean Ross Sapp. Sean Ross All three of them said the, the three people who yeah pretty much know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. They all confirmed Vince totally tore up the uh, episode yesterday. Right, a couple hours before it started. And rewrote it. <laughs> so, uh, but then, yeah, at the end, uh, uh, Buddy Murphy uh, was forced into basically a uh, forced confession, which those are always reliable. Uh, yeah, said he saw totally. Rowan uh, backstage. And uh, then Roman is like, well, Daniel Bryan and Rowan? And Murphy says, I didn't see Daniel Bryan. I only saw Rowan. Just saw Rowan. And then you have Rowan and Daniel Bryan standing in the ring watching the thing on Titantron just standing there. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, a WB.com video where uh, Rowan is asked, you know, how, were you involved in this? And Daniel Bryan interrupts and says, uh, this is media spin. Uh, Eric Rowan was not involved. Yeah. Man, Daniel Bryan's so good when he's on the mic. He should mm-hmm. be on the mic every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got just that. In, the, the new Daniel Bryan, the intensity is just top it's, notch, man. It's so, and they don't use it nearly enough. No. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, uh, passionately defending Rowan, denying it. He had nothing to do with this. Uh, so, uh, do you think it's another uh, red herring? I guess. Well, that wouldn't be really a red herring, would it be? But do you think that they did it or no? 
I don't know. And how is this going to play into SummerSlam? Yeah, I, I think it should be a, a, an ongoing whodunit. Roman investigates all. Honestly, that's what SmackDown should have been yesterday. They should have had, shouldn't have had his interview in the middle of the show. I was thinking the exact only thing. to have him yeah. be in the closing segment. It all should have built to that. They should have. Yeah. He goes to the truck. I want to see this footage again. Wait, stop. What's that over there? Like, zoom in on that. Enhance. That's, that's Buddy Murphy. Hold on, you didn't say enhance. Well, I was going to get, I was trying to keep it somewhat believable. Um, that's Buddy Murphy there. Yeah. Like, I want to see the investigative steps he took to, to that led him to Buddy Murphy. Yeah, sure. Throughout the whole show. Keep yeah. that storyline going throughout the whole show rather than just do an interview like an hour and 15 minutes in the show and then have that segment at the I'll end. I'll be honest with you, man. I kind of felt that that, I mean, look, I, it remains to be seen how this is going to play out at SummerSlam. Yeah. Is this going to continue at the beginning? SummerSlam is going to be a really long show. Oh, yes. Is this going to continue in the beginning of SummerSlam and then at some point during the show? Are we actually going to get that match? That seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time. It's going to make it feel like an episode of like a seven hour episode of Raw. Well, no, I was going to say at the same time, they're cutting matches from this show left and right. Yeah. Last night, another one, Aleister Black versus Sami Zayn, yeah. which maybe had one of the funniest visuals I've ever seen in my life when oh, Aleister Black was laying on his thing. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, I don't know if this is going to if this is going to play out as like a self-contained story at SummerSlam where Ro- where uh, Roman is doing that and they're going to get a confession at SummerSlam and then a match at SummerSlam. That feels weird to me. That feels very weird. It also feels weird that Roman Reigns wouldn't have a match. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's, it's genuinely, it's a good cliffhanger to, to get me interested in, okay, what the heck's going to happen at SummerSlam? Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they, I mean, they realize that, okay, we're rushing through the story really quick. Yeah. This, is, this, this whodunit stuff needs several weeks to unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they, they uh, Roman trying to track down Buddy Murphy should happen in, in the span of one whole SmackDown. I was even thinking of a way that you could uh, have that last scene be the first thing we see. I always love when the show starts out with a sense of urgency from what yeah. we saw, you know, last time we saw. You know, Roman Reigns got attacked by somebody in a car, mystery person in a car who was Why, thoughtful at, enough to put a GoPro on the on the grill of it. I know that's so silly. At the very beginning. Of SmackDown, we should see him on a rampage doing what he did at the end of the episode last night. Uh, so that's how I thought that could have played out. But I understand if they want to milk this and then, you know, bring in Daniel Bryan and Rowan as sort of a, a cliffhanger, like, oh, they did it. Oh, what? Uh, it's just odd that this is the go home to SummerSlam. So no, it is. That's why I said, like, two weeks ago, you have Roman do the bit with Buddy. I understand the attack didn't even happen two weeks ago, but nonetheless, I'm saying. Where you end the show where, where he's confronting Buddy and Buddy goes, it was Rowan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Either you start or you end that way. The next week you pick that up where Roman's in the arena looking for Rowan. Yeah. Confronts him. Yeah. The, whenever whenever it is, you know, whether it's a random episode of the newsletter over the next couple of weeks or months or whatever, or somebody else has it, the story of this Roman mystery behind the scenes, how it was concocted, is going to be kind of, I, I think, a fairly interesting one. Yeah. See what they're going to do with it's that. Some, it's interesting that they decide, you know, because it seemed like they were going Joe Reigns at SummerSlam. And then two weeks before the show, they're like, yeah, eh. yeah, right. Yeah. Like a huge left turn. And now it doesn't even seem like they know exactly what they're doing. Now they, now it seems I like. I don't think they know who they really want the culprit to be. Seemingly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, given that Vince, I mean, I don't, yeah, given that he just rewrote the show, it, like, I, I really don't want to think this, but it does make me feel like Vince doesn't like the idea of that tag match. So the rumored tag match was Joe and Roman versus uh, Brian and, and Rowan yeah. uh, at SummerSlam. And that should have been, and that was supposed to have actually been set up and, and solidified by last night. 
Um, but uh, evidently, you know, with Vince ripping up the script, all bets are off. Yeah. All bets are off, and chances are, he doesn't even. He's not even. He hasn't decided on, on it. No. He hasn't decided on it. Which means that this could go on for months and end up being hornswoggle. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean that's what that's what happens. Rikishi. More yeah, more often than not, when they go into something and Vince just says, Oh, I don't like that outcome. Well, no, you need you need to start at the end sometimes. No, you do. Or at least an idea of what you want for the end. A we, solid yeah, idea. Yeah. Not just, oh, I want this to happen and it'll create intrigue and people will be wondering who did it, who did it, who did it. And then you don't ever set pieces in place to lead to a logical conclusion. Right. And so you find yourself after a month or two into the storyline with no good options mm -hmm. as far as the culprit because you didn't side on that solidly at the beginning. Yeah. And you don't have any believable steps along the way to point the finger at anybody. So you just have to do this. Oh, it was, in many cases, hornswoggle. Because here's the thing. Ha, ha, ha. And they make a joke out of the whole thing. The first, the first, the first sort of, the, the first few beats of the Roman mystery attacker thing were, I mean, look, you can, you can talk about the actual production execution of it. But in terms of the story beats, I thought they were pretty good. You know, Roman gets attacked by some mystery stuff falling. It could have been an accident, yeah. And then he blames Joe. Bringing Joe into it was great. He blames Joe because they're in the middle of a feud. Joe is denying it. Joe sees Roman almost get hit by a car. Joe's helping Roman out. So it's like, okay. And then Roman last night apologized. I like those story beats. No, I do too. I like where that was going. It's just, man, if Vince really did rip up, rip up that script and, and it's not them... Man, that sucks. Like then they just ruined everything. He just literally ruined it all. You know what I mean? I hope that's not the case. I really hope that's not the Given case. Given Vince's history, it's entirely it's possible. Very possible. That that in it, fact, I think the odds favor that. Yes, it you is know? the case. Uh, in any event, uh, let me check. I think we did get some new patrons. Yeah, we got uh, we got a new YouTube channel member here, Trey Porter. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Trey. Welcome to Slow Wolf Pack. Also on the Patreon, uh, we've got. Uh, did I mention Handsome Be Wonderful? Don't recall. <laughs> handsome Be Wonderful. Joseph Jury, Sean Coates, Matthew Robertson, uh, Alex Vigo, and uh, uh, a fellow named Sex. Hmm. Well, it's it's spelled S. No, I saw that this morning. K Z. Yeah, just for them. Yeah, they, they don't have access too. to our emails. S E K Z. But if you say it out loud, Sex. You know, sex. Mm -hmm. So who doesn't like sex? Thank you, sex. Thank you for, being for your generosity. Of, for being part of our Patreon. We got a bunch of great rewards, uh, tiers over there. Uh, $5 a month and up, you get bonus content Monday through Friday. Yes. Uh, and we have a lot of fun with that. So, uh, oh, and also right now, right now. I always forget. I always forget to mention Sale. This. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. sale going on sale. right now. A huge sale over at Frendo Deals. Market. Friendomarket.com. I was gonna open up just to. I was gonna open up with our commercial today, but I didn't do that. We could. Uh, well, we couldn't now. We tomorrow. Couldn't do I was it gonna. Now. I just said we could, and I was gonna think about when we could do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, Friendomarket.com. Twenty-five percent everything. We got twenty-five percent off everything. Twenty-five percent off everything. Sorry, did I say twenty-five percent everything? Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It doesn't mean anything. Twenty-five percent off everything. Use the promo code blowout. Blowout. Uh, and if you order during the show, if you're watching live and you order during the show, I'll read your name. There you go. I'll do that because I get a little notifications here from you our do, big you cartel do, you show. Do. Anyways, let's hop right into this recap. Yeah, question. let's do that. So the show kicked off with Charlotte coming down the ring, uh, dropping a promo, uh, more or less saying that uh, Trish is jealous 
of her greatness. Salosa. And she knows that Trish had been harboring this dream of having one last match in her hometown, in her home country, in front of her family. Uh, but Charlotte is there to shatter those dreams. Um, and she says, as a monument to my own greatness here, take a look at a highlight reel of everything I've done. And uh, it starts, and it's like, well, that's not Charlotte's highlight reel. This, this is a Trish highlight reel. Right. And they kind of cut back to Charlotte, and she's kind of vaguely looking upset or confused. Yeah. But not, like, overwhelmingly so. Right. So I thought at first that I didn't misunderstand what she said. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. I think the, the last-minute rewrites, there are a couple things that were just... I've, we didn't even mention SmackDown in a nutshell. In a nutshell, what do you think about it? Middle of the road. I thought it was weird. Not a whole lot happened. Yeah, I thought it was just a we- really weird show. The, if I'm not mistaken, I I I, well, I did put up a community tab poll uh, over there on the YouTube, and uh, let's see what it's at right now. Yeah, two thousand over two thousand votes. Yays were thirty seven percent. In between was eighteen percent. So between yays and in betweens, it was fifty five percent, almost sixty percent. Yeah. yeah, don't plan to watch twenty six percent. I would say yeah, it's kind of middle of the road. And it was it was just a weird. It was just a really to me. It was I mean, a really it was an episode weird that show. felt like it was rewritten to the last minute. <laughs> yeah, um, it did. It totally did. So there's a highlight reel of Trish playing. It finishes. Cut back to Charlotte. She looks, again, kind of confused. Yeah. Uh, cues Trish, Trish's music. It's when commentary kind of fills in the blank. It's like, oh, Trish, she pulled one on Charlotte here. Well, she knows people in the production she truck, too. She knows people in production. Um, Trish comes down the ring and said, yeah, Charlotte, you're right. I did dream of having one more match. Um, and, uh, I mean, she took a long way, the scenic route to say that. Yeah, and again, it gets back to consistency because when she did her segment with Lawler last week, there was no indication that she was actually dreaming one more match. She seemed fairly content. Yeah, she had mom stuff. <laughs> she had mom stuff, exactly. Mom stuff. But anyways, this week she did want one more yeah, match. Yeah, she won one more match. Um, and Charlotte says, I'm going to make you bound down to the queen. Uh, Trish, she didn't like that. She slapped Charlotte. Boy, that was a stiff shot. It was. That was stiff. You get to stare down the ring for a minute, and then Charlotte starts laughing and leaves the ring mm-hmm. and laughs yeah. all the way up the ramp. Decent crowd last night, too. The crowd was pretty into mm-hmm. it last night. In which Detroit. A, which was a welcome change. Yeah, from, nice reprieves from, from previous weeks. Pittsburgh. Um, then we get a quick shot of Rey Mysterio walking down a hallway. Mm-hmm, yep. Transitioning us to commercial break. And Steve, yep. if you will, transition us. Yes. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Somebody mentioned Tim Morris here in chat mentioned that uh, uh, Trish also dropped it. You're not me. Yeah. Kind of crazy. We haven't seen Baron or, uh, or Lacey Evans. Or Lacey. Could Baron be the ultimate guy who's responsible for the attacks on Roman Reigns? That'd be something. That'd be something else. I guess it's possible. He's probably just taking some vacation time. Huh? They probably don't have anything for him now. Do you think really? Think, I, what do you think it is? If they didn't have anything for Baron Corbin, they love him. I find it hard well, to believe they would never have something for Vince him. Vince apparently loves him, but he's not the one right and raw anymore. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. He doesn't come off like a Paul Heyman guy. No. And I wonder, too, we've, this like the last three weeks we've heard that Vince at the last minute decided to write, rewrite SmackDown. Is it because he's relinquished some control on Raw that now he feels the need to double down on SmackDown? Well, maybe he just sees that, like, yeah, that, that could be. I mean, there could be some level of, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Although, I mean, it, I, it seemingly nothing has much to do with like SmackDown's low ratings as it pertains to Fox. Uh, the, one of their VPs uh, had an interview just about Fox Sports in general, uh, just I think the other day, two days ago, something like that. And he said that they're not they're not even thinking about the ratings right now. They said when we get SmackDown, it's going to be such a fresh coat of paint, basically, that the way we're going to present it and do it. Uh, it's it, we're very confident that we'll, we'll be able to do it right and get the yeah. ratings we want. Yeah. Um, so well, he said it's to be like I can't remember the sports analogy he used, like a home run or something like that. He said. Yeah, he said. I think he said like yeah. a home run. Uh, so no, I don't know. I mean, it, it's possible. I don't know if you think about it. You know, Heyman's doing decent work on Raw right now, getting them yeah. out of their creative rut. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's freed up Vince. Maybe he feels pressure to make SmackDown as you know as good as Raw. And, I don't know. I don't know. It's not really. Well, also, amongst all the tweets about the show being rewritten, I think it was Ryan Satin said that Bischoff is, hasn't really done much on the creative side of things yet. He hasn't had one idea that he's pitched or suggested actually be implemented on television yet. <laughs> Probably could have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just not like, you know, Heyman's been involved. He's been in Bischoff there. He's has been not, involved. From, from all indication, Bischoff has not followed the product. Right. So yeah. it takes a little while to get up to speed, get to know all the characters. Yeah, man. So who knows how that's all going to play out. Yeah. Speaking of characters, uh, next we had Dolph versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, Goldberg's music hits, and so people cheer. Uh, and then you cut backstage, and it's not it's not I'm Goldberg. Myself, oh, man, i got to listen to Larson tomorrow talking about Goldberg. Don't want to see it. No. Uh, Didn't happen, though. Didn't happen. No, it was, it was Dolph. Yeah. I think he even uh, kind of jokingly bashed his head into the door because <laughs> he starts to open the door, and he goes... <laughs> I didn't. I was wondering about that. I didn't hear that, so I just paid attention to his forehead. Like when he came yeah, out, yeah. There's I was no like, blood. Oh out. man, I wish he had put a little blood right there. I know. So he comes down to the ring to Goldberg's music. He gets to the ramp and does some of Goldberg's mannerisms. Then he just does his stuff. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was funny, man. Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I was cracking up. Uh, he's supposed to take on Ray, uh, but uh, Dolph attacks Ray before the bell rings. Uh, lays him out ringside. Uh, refs break him apart for a bit. Dolph says, "I'm not done." Hits him with a super kick. Uh, he drops a promo. Uh, pretty much says uh, he's the man that destroys legends. Mm-hmm. And the next legend that's going to get uh, a piece of Dolph is Goldberg. Yeah. And then I guess he said, who's next? Yeah. And that prompted, because I was curious. I was like, okay, so Dolph and Mysterio are supposed to have a match. I get that. But then uh, Mustafa Ali comes running out, checks mm-hmm. really quick on Ray, and then, then he goes to engage with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, kicks him in the head and hits the suicide dive. We go to commercial. We go to, we go to picture in picture. Yeah. Why they set up so Mustafa Ali issues his challenge during a commercial break? Oh, is that what happened? That's what I'm I was guessing because Mustafa grabs a mic and starts talking to Dolph. Oh, I did not notice that because I never pay attention during the yeah. commercial stuff. As soon as it goes to picture in picture, I'm watching it and Mustafa grabs a mic. I'm like, why did they set up the show so a challenge is issued? I'm guessing. No, it's a big story beat. It I, is. If he had a microphone, that was a challenge. It's like, why are they having that during a, a damn commercial break? Yeah. Oh, it infuriated me. Yeah. It's, it's like Mustafa doesn't get a ton of mic time as is unless he goes off and shoots it himself. That was one of the... <laughs> and so you got yeah. 30 seconds, 45 seconds of him talking, issuing this challenge to <laughs> Dolph, and I got to listen to some ad for, I don't know, some some like allergy medication. Probably I don't care. Yeah. I want to hear Mustafa talk. Oh, that made, me, that made me mad. Yeah. No, I honestly, I was just confused because usually they like... Usually they, they tell you crystal clear this is what's happening, you know? Yeah. But last night it was like, oh, Mustafa Ali's coming out. Why is he doing that? I'm just, I just have to piece together. Okay, well, he's answering this call of who's next, and he's going to come out and fight Dolph now. 
And then I thought, well, okay, Mustafa, that's cool. He wants to challenge Nakamura for the Intercontinental title. Mm -hmm. They can have some wonky finish where Mustafa's maybe on the verge of winning. Nakamura comes out, hits him with the Kinshasa. Dolph wins that way. Yeah. Cool. Everybody's like, everybody's got their bases covered. Everybody's protected. No. This is all just what make him Dolph look strong. Yeah. When he's going to invariably get squashed by Goldberg. So what the hell does it matter? You know, you know what's weird about this? So, like, I, besides the fact that he's taken on, that he'd be taking on Goldberg, man, if you just flip, if you just flip this, if, if you flip two of these wrestlers, because right now Drew is in kind of a pseudo thing with Cedric Alexander. Mm -hmm. If you put him in this spot, now granted, you wouldn't want to have him go on and lose to Goldberg. Who, Drew or Drew, Cedric? Drew, yeah, Drew. Yeah, no, yeah. No. If, you, if you flip Drew with Dolph, mm -hmm. look at how strong they've been They've been booking Dolph lately. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, granted, you know, he took a super kick from, from HBK or whatever. But they, I mean, they've been featured. I'll put it this way. They've just been spotlighting him a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. He's been on TV ever since he came back and had right. a program and, with and, Kofi. And, and, they've been, and they've been in a big spotlight. Drew has been doing, like, basically nothing well, he's been of, doing henchman of consequence. Work. He's been doing know? henchman work before this thing with, with Cedric, yeah. And even without the henchman stuff, like, he lost to Cedric. And I don't know. I just feel like the big spotlight thing should really be on Drew yeah. doing this. And then when he faces Goldberg, hey, guess what? Have Drew beat Goldberg. I know. How huge of a star would that make Drew? Exactly. Huge. That's how you should be using these old timers instead yeah. of having him come in and squash Dolphin maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I understand... Short term, the idea of you have Dolph beat Mustafa Ali or whomever um, to set up so he looks strong going into the, the ring against Goldberg. With you can't erase twelve years of career with one match. Yeah, I know exactly who Dolph is. Yeah, I know exactly who Dolph is. Yeah, it really does nothing. It for does everybody. nothing. I know. I agree. And then am I am I supposed to expect Mustafa to have real momentum going into SummerSlam to go to go up against Nakamura for the Intercontinental Title? That match actually happening? No, it hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> it might not even happen. Neither Continental title might not be defended. Maybe this is like a like a sixteen hour pay per view. What are they going to do? And they have with ten it? matches on it right now. And they're like getting rid of matches left and right. Yeah. Oh. We got to do predictions later today, and like there could be four matches added to the card. All on Twitter, man. I know we got to keep a close eye on it. We might want to do that at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I was thinking that too. At the end of the day. So it's it's it was just it was a frustrating sequence from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Um. So uh, towards the finish, Ali avoids a super kick. He goes for a roll-up. I thought he was going to win it right there. Get a sneaky type win. It doesn't make Dolph look that bad, I guess. I hope you don't mind, but I just used the official Going In Raw account on Twitter to say, no, I don't believe it was Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. Good, because that's responsible. I don't I don't, well, I don't think you could, anybody can certain, with any degree of certainty say that's the case. There's enough reasonable doubt. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, okay, Ali is going to win with a roll-up. Cool. No, Dolph kicks out. Uh, Dolph hits a super kick for the win. Mm hmm. So, Ollie loses. Yeah. Well, Ollie's, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be good. He'll be good. Man, but yeah, there's a bunch of matches they have to announce still. They haven't announced Drew versus Cedric, yeah. Nakamura versus Ollie. Um, anything with the women's tag titles. Anything with any of the tag titles. Anything with any tag titles. <laughs> What are they? What are you doing? Anyways, uh, let's see. Yeah, then we had a Who Attacked Roman Reigns recap. Uh, and then we had a sit-down interview with uh, Charlie Crusoe mm -hmm. and Roman Reigns. No, it was Kayla. Oh, it was Kayla. That's right. It was Kayla. Uh, and uh, she said, uh, do you know who, do you have any thoughts on who attacked you? And he says, well, first of all, I know who didn't. 
Uh, it was not Samoa Joe. And then he looks into the camera and he apologizes directly to Samoa mm-hmm. Joe via camera. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to have your name dragged through the mud. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, but he said he is going to get some answers tonight. He's been watching uh, seasons one and three of True Detective. There you go. He tried season two, but it was very, com- it was very, com- it was couldn't, couldn't get into way it. too He's much. Like I don't, I don't really care about the existential drama amongst any of these characters at all. Super confusing. I want true mystery. Like I want, somebody in a bowl. I, I want rich mythology. Right. Interesting setting. All these people whose lives stink. I don't care about any of that. Exactly. I don't need depressed Colin Farrell in my business, man. Mm-mm. I want to know about the new Blade. And, uh, of course, mm-hmm. the iconic, all right, all right, all right. And uh, Woody from Cheers. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Season one was really good. Yeah, season one was great. Yeah, season three was really good. You'd, you'd like season three. Yeah, and you still Because it also that. brings that, they also had Stephen Dorff in that series. Oh, he was He was uh, Marshall Ali's uh, partner. Cool. I just rambled through his name, Marshall Ali. I think I got it pretty good. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, and then he said he's gonna get some answers. Then we got a really lovely Harley race. Yeah, same when they ran on Raw. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Natalia versus Ember Moon advertises a challenger versus challenger match. This was a bad idea. Yeah, it was not a good idea. The that match was, was actually pretty good though. No, I know the match is because Natalia and Ember Moon are both really, really good. And they were stiff. They were working really stiff last night. Yeah, but making Ember Moon look kind of weak with Natalia putting her in that sharpshooter and then the double countout. It doesn't. It's not good, man. It's two weeks in a row where Ember Moon's kind of gotten the short end of things. Although I guess you might suggest that Ember Moon could come away on that. If you look at the math, she's not standing tall. Boy, they chump her out here on SmackDown and then again at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's pretty much going to happen. <laughs> that was going to happen. That sucks. It does suck. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, so yeah, they brawl uh, ringside. Natalia puts Ember in the sharpshooter. Uh, and she doesn't let go. Double count out. Nobody wins, but Natalia looks amazingly strong in it. Yeah, then Bailey runs down, breaks up the sharpshooter, and Natalia pushes her into the barricade, and Natalia storms off. Yeah, they basically just chumped out Bailey and Ember Moon. To get Natalia over. To get Natalia over, somebody we know, guarantee, is not going to Not going to win. This championship. Not going to win. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a, a wise investment of uh, storyline. Anyways, next we had a the Kevin Owens show with special guest Shane McMahon. Uh, Owens says, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of not worry about the pleasantry. Shane, get out here right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Owens says, you know, I thought about, I put my career on the line for this match, and I thought about asking you to do the same, but I knew you wouldn't because your last name. You were McMahon. Yeah. It you could like, say and do anything you want around here. Yeah, what good would it do? Yeah. But he said, uh, finally, I changed my mind. I want you to put your career on the line at SummerSlam as well. Shane just looks at him and says, and that, he says that would be an emphatic no. I'll have to use that line at some point. Emphatic. And he goes on a bit. And then uh, Owens talks some trash, throws the mic down. Um, and uh, Shane says, oh, I get, essentially, I get the idea that you want to fight. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Shane was wearing some nice Jordans, too. So I don't know if you really want to really fight in those. Yeah, true. Those go up for a huge. Them, might get them scuffed. Well, they're the ones that they're, they're, they're purple and gold. What but are the, they going for on the secondary? Know, like 400 bucks, oh, wow. I want to guess. But then... That paint will come off. Oh. Underneath is old school Bulls colors, black and red. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's supposed to happen. Yeah, it's supposed to happen. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you can get like acetate and just take the top layer off just, oh. um, uh, immediately, or you can just let it wear off naturally. Oh, Nike's that's... been doing that a lot lately. Really? Yeah. That's they have some Stranger Things shoes they just uh, are about to put out. <laughs> that's fine. Where instead of the ink, it's like a layer of fabric. 
that you can either scrape or I think I think they suggest you actually get like a lighter and burn it off. Wow. And it's like a denim underneath. It's interesting. It's like to wear shoes. Um, I mean, if you wear them long enough, that'll all happen naturally. Yeah. So anyways, um, Elias comes down the ring. Owens fights him off. And then uh, KO and Shane brawl ringside. Owens like gets the announce table ready to do something with it. Elias returns the action. Uh, he eats a stunner on top of the table. And then Shane comes from behind Owens and trips him up. He gets on top of him, ground and pound. Dumps the announce table on top of Owens. Uh, tosses a couple of kicks and punches to the head. Puts a chair in front of Owens' face. Drops, kicks it. Mm. Gets in his face. Starts talking trash. Says, it's going to be over for you. You're going to be over. Yeah. And then punches him a couple more times. Yeah. The math couldn't be stronger on this one. Oh, no. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, after that, Sami Zayn came down to deliver a promo talking crap about Aleister Black, saying, uh, you know, all the all the hype that he has to deal with, let me put all that hype to rest. Mm-hmm. Just let me do that favor for you. I will pick a fight with you. <laughs> Man, shot of the year. It's pretty interesting. Aleister Black, all, I would love to know what it was like in the arena because evidently he was already resting on his little wooden bed thing contraption. And the camera goes down to him, and he's sitting there laying down with the mic. This match isn't going to happen at SummerSlam, Sami Zayn. It's going to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> pretty great. Oh, that looked so ridiculous. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. I was dying laughing, man. Mm, it was pretty silly. Oh, God, that was funny. <clears throat> that was so funny. So there's another match that hasn't had really much of a build. Uh, has just sort of been <laughs> so they got it out of the way ignored so they just got it out of the way uh, on Smackdown Sami Zayn versus Aleister Black uh, not a big surprise this ended uh, with the Black Mass I mean it, it was a decent match yeah, it was alright it was it was what it was it, wasn't it like definitely felt like a match that was put together that day yes exactly this yeah. match is gonna happen now Sami Zayn yeah I know <laughs> oh that was so silly it was pretty damn that silly. was so silly uh, next, uh, Shelton Benjamin's back with doing his uh, his his gif again, gifable character. What, if there if there's no point to this, why are you doing it? Yeah, why are you doing? It? They asked him if he's going to compete for the twenty four seven title, and, and he so says, he does all sorts of faces and says, "Well," and then he does a smile or something and walks off. Like there's there's no plan for that. There is no. there is no plan for that whatsoever. It's an, it's, it's a gimmick. It's not a character. Yeah, it's just it's not going to lead anywhere. Like I hope he gets a match. That'd be cool. See him fight. Like if his actual character was, hey, everything I do is 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 worthy of gifting. I'm 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 a meme, essentially. It's not Which a good is something character. That I could see some I could see yeah. But it's a character. Yeah. And there's a way you can execute that that would play out in terms of stories. But Yeah, that makes him, sense. Him, him them just trying to make him his reactions into little gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Uh next Firefly Funhouse starts with Huskus eating a bunch of candy. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then uh, Bray pops in and uh, says, that Finn, you think he's brave, but his bravery is really just to cover up his ignorance. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what he's dealing with when it comes to the Fiend. Man. It was pretty funny when Bray pulls a chocolate bar out of Huskus's mouth and throws it and mm-hmm. all sorts of sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was all good stuff. I just think it's funny because Finn Balor's just off on... He's, on, he's already on vacation pretty he, much. Wasn't he on like some soccer thing recently or football thing recently? Talking about No, that was last game. weekend. Yeah, he was for the ML, MLS soccer game, yeah. Okay. Or uh, All-Star game, sorry. Oh, okay. All right. On Fox. That's why it's That's promotional time. Okay. Yeah, he's just counting down the days till the Monday after SummerSlam when he's... Out of there. Two months, baby. 
Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, Chad Gable's backstage. Uh, Elias gets in his face. Apparently, Chad Gable touched his guitar. And then Elias just starts calling uh, Chad Gable short. He says, you're not tall enough to, I thought he was going to say ride this ride, but uh, fight me, essentially. Yeah. He says, oh, I thought you were a kid. That was it, that that made that kind of stuff made sense and was kind of funny when it came to Leo Rush, but because Chad Gable's like three inches shorter, I know that dude's beef. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, I mean maybe Jack Gallagher that works for, her. but no, that was that was silly. That was just Vince's like silly. I don't know. That just came off as just. This is Chad Gable's five eight. But Elias, Elias wrestler. He's like six one, six feet, so yeah. four inches. Yeah, it's really not. Whereas bad. Leo Rush is what five six. Yeah, five five probably. He's tiny. five six. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty small. Isn't that that's like his build height though, right? Yeah, shoe height's probably like five four. He's tiny. Um. Anyways, after that we had uh Kofi Kingston. Uh, he was responding to Randy Orton. Oh, this stupid, was really stupid, good. Stupid promo, and this was this was really good. This is sort of uh I I, I like this build. It's. Very, I mean, it's, it's probably too under the radar because there's a bunch of ridiculousness going on in the meantime. Yeah, I know. But uh, so it's going to be like firmly just the middle of the show. I know, but it's the, it's the best build because it's personal and it's about competition. It's uh, about Kofi proving or, yeah, it's, or, it's, or it's, sticking it to Randy for sticking it to him all those years ago. It's 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 the, it's a good solid build that I appreciate. Um, it's just it's one of the things that's just sort of very under the like nobody nobody's talking about this and I'm not sure if like you know that really matters I, I like it I think it's cool it's solid work from everybody well yeah. done everybody but uh, you know it's just when there's a lot of like ridiculous stuff going on it's difficult to for like decent builds like this to to capture anybody's attention you know well I mean especially in the face of all this ridiculous stuff that's mm-hmm. being thrown at you yeah that's what I'm talking about but then at the same time, since there's so much ridiculous stuff being thrown at you, I appreciate a simple, effective, logical. Yeah, it was like Orton versus AJ Styles last night. Yeah, time it's all just Romania. logical, reasonable stuff. I don't need any any, any convoluted storyline to motivate yeah. a match. I just need a match motivated enough so I care about the outcome. Yeah, I know. I just wonder, like, and this is, you know, I, 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 I like this. I do. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, so yeah, Kofi. Uh, what were some of the the highlights here in his little interview thing? Um, he sort of, I mean, it was, it was kind of recapping. It was. He mentioned, you know, the the in two thousand nine when it seemed like he was he was on his way to the main event. Um, Orton beat him in that match. The stupid, stupid, stupid stuff, and said that Orton used his influence to to hold Kofi back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that essentially Kofi needs to win to prove to Randy that he was wrong the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's effectively it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had the New Day versus Daniel Bryan and uh, Rowan. Uh, what was the? Was there any motivating factor behind this match actually happening? No, I don't think this is originally supposed to be the main event of the show either. Yeah, I don't think it was either. What was that? What was on the Raw preview yesterday? Uh, I don't recall. Eight six eight six. Here's eight six. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kofi Kingston to respond. Kevin Owens KO show. Who tried to run down Rowan? Okay. Okay. So yeah, it was all stuff that actually did happen. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't even say what the main event was going to be. Um, so, uh, no, it was fun. Boy, it was fun. It was really fun. That freaking, that Rowan. Oh, the fun it? splash. The fun splash on Xavier Woods. That it's looked, like he elbowed him in the jaw. I think he really got hit. That cell looked like it was not a cell. It yeah, it's like he just got ran over by Redwood. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was stiff. That was rough. Uh, towards the end, uh, Xavier Woods hits his elbow drop. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes in and breaks it up. And then Big E uh, spears Daniel Bryan off the apron. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that Biggie can do that consistently now without hurting himself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Xavier Woods then goes for a suicide dive. Eric Rowan had already grabbed the ring steps and then just smashes him in the head with him. <laughs> so the New Day wins by DQ. Yeah, it was like, um, a, it was like a We Book Raw episode, but like <laughs> I just get bored or something. <laughs> yeah. Decided to throw it out with a DQ. Yeah. Because he just destroyed Xavier Woods with those yeah. chairs. That, that does ring step, sorry. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan and Rowan, they're in the ring. They lay out the new day. Uh, Rowan drops Big E with an iron claw. Uh, Daniel Bryan hits Xavier Woods with a knee plus. And then we cut backstage, and there's Roman Reigns. He walks in the locker room and goes, all right, everybody out, mm-hmm. except for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. He goes, okay, I, I knew you were in the area. Uh, uh, did you do it? No. Who did? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh. I didn't see anything. If I did, I wouldn't. If I did, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah. And that's when Roman roughed him up a little bit. By that, I mean a lot. Yeah. He threw him around a couple of times, Just pinned him against the wall, him. and started giving him forearms. Yeah. And then pinned him like this. And then Buddy goes, "All right, it was Roan." Yeah. Oh no, it was Roan. And he goes, "Daniel Bryan, and Eric Roan. Just saw Roan." Yeah. He's like, "You mean from the group Daniel Bryan or Eric Roan?" You mean the 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 Earth champions? <laughs> the same. I saw Roan. Just saw him. And so the cuts back to Daniel Bryan and Rowan, and Rowan just is just standing there. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan doesn't act confused. I don't know what, because it wasn't like he was. They just both stood there, like that. <laughs> Someone, I, I didn't get any indication about the dynamic between the two of them in light of this information coming out. No, you think so? If, okay, so you and I are standing in the middle of the ring. We just yeah. won a match, or no, we just lost via DQ because I decided to put some steel chairs. Somebody said, and then Hilton's up there. Uh, and uh, uh, Cal Jack is claiming that you, no, the other way around. Cal Jack has found out that you uh, were operating forklift that 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 felled stuff on him. Okay, I wouldn't just stand there like this. I'd be like, now there's two different things. If 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 I did that on my own accord and you were just finding out about this, that's one reaction that this, we this need to do. This would be my reaction. It'd be like this. I don't feel comfortable saying that right here. Oh, Talking about that right here. Right. Okay, now if next if, scenario, if you knew about it, yeah, and not to say that you were necessarily in on it, but maybe after the fact you knew about yeah. it. Yeah, read this. What the heck is this guy talking about? Get a load of this guy. You know what he's talking about? You know what he's talking about? What is he even talking about? Yeah, <laughs> there'd be a reaction. Yeah, and there's no reaction regardless. There was yeah. no reaction. And scene. Uh, yeah, there'd be a reaction there. 
But there was no reaction. That was the issue. There was no reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, you mentioned this earlier in the episode. There was a dot-com uh, where a cameraman guy went up to uh, Brian and Rowan, mm-hmm. and uh, Brian uh, vehemently denied it. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh-uh. He said, no, he didn't do it. But Rowan, conspicuously, although I guess not conspicuously, he, really he, he doesn't much. really talk. He doesn't really he talk. Didn't really talk. He, really he talk didn't say much. anything. He said a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyways, uh, let me go over to the Discord and see yes. if they got questions. And I believe we have some super Yes, we do, we do, we do. We got some on the Patreon, Patreon too. Uh, Dylan Haggett, not to get depressing, but can you guys still watch Chris Benoit matches or are they just too uncomfortable? Personally, I can, but some of the commentary is really awkward and uncomfortable. I have no problem watching a Chris Benoit match. Um, he was a he was look man. He was a spectacular wrestler. Yeah. He was one of my favorites back in the day. I mm-hmm. have no problem watching it. But you know, every time you watch it or see his face, you cannot help but re- be reminded exactly. what he did. Exactly. I mean, I can't watch him. It's, it's impossible in my mind to ever separate his in-ring work from what he did. I agree with that totally. Yeah. It's just man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom talks rubbish. Hobbs and Shaw with my girlfriend next Wednesday. Awesome. Have a good time. Nice. Chef Dead Inside. I'm at work, so I'll listen later. Cheers, friendos. All right. Well, Chef Dead Inside. <laughs> Is there anything on the... Oh, yeah. What's couple, that picture couple there? here on the Discord. So there's a picture of uh, uh, Jack Gallagher uh, Instagram this. A big thank you to Chalkline Official for producing these. Nothing short of exceptional. They're 205 line live uh, tracksuits. Oh, man. Like I want one of those. I know. They're really cool. Is that, are they black or are they really dark purple? I want to say they're black, okay, but there could be some color corrections here. Um, but even Buddy has one. That's cool. Uh, yeah, the entire roster here of two o. Was that orange and white trim? That's what it looks like. Man, yeah, that's great. It looks really great. That's cool. Uh, Nelly Bobber, big time fan. Can't watch now, but cheers and too sweet. Thank you. Uh, oh, sorry, Jim, Neely. Neely. Jimmy Thomas says, "I find it funny that the best kept secret can't keep a secret." Yeah, that's funny. The that's irony. Cool. <laughs> Marcus, if they still had Breezango, the mystery would have been solved by now. Love the show, guys. Thank you. Marcus. I don't know if that's the case because they were not actually very good detectives. Uh, Tommy Cat, attention, friendos. If I score Philly and Boston all elite tickets to go with my DC tickets, my all out tickets will be for sale. Friendos get first dibs at sticker price. Um, if you do sell your tickets, get in touch with Tim Spulak. I know he's in the market for some. Yeah. Um, Talk to him before, if you can, before anybody else. I know he's 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 in search of some. Justin Rogers, uh, when did you guys when do you guys ever see Shane stop wrestling? He says, "I'm sick of it. Mm, not anytime soon." Yeah, not anytime, not anytime soon. I, I I just hope that they use him more or less in the way they're kind of using him now, which is a lot more sparingly than they had for a spell there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they if they do that, I suppose. Although not ideal, I wouldn't mind it. I do appreciate some of his work. Um, I don't think he's a terribly good wrestler, uh, but I do appreciate some of his character work. I wish they would move him to more of a managerial position yeah. than an actual wrestler. Yeah, like we said during the when the, he had his kind of mini faction going on, if they had switched the spots of Drew and Shane, it would have been much better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Wild Boy 87 I was there last night, and that creaky noise in uh, Alistair's entrance is the loudest noise I've ever heard. 
they really crank it up in the arena. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's hilarious. That's so not surprising, though. Yeah. That is not surprising. Um, Logan Finsterbush, does Liv Morgan return at SummerSlam to interfere in Charlotte's match? No, that's that's a marquee no, matchup right no, there. No, they're not going to have any interference in that. Charlotte's winning clean now. Uh, the villain Alan Black, buddy cop movie, Roman and Ali, yay or nay? Hell yes. I'd be good with that. I really wish WWE Network would put together more low-budget movies starring their wrestlers. Totally. That's what they really should be doing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jurgen Johnson and Johnson's. Uh, when will John Cena win his next championship in WWE? So he's tied with Ric Flair now, right? Yes. He might not win another one. Ooh. I mean, like two or three years ago, I'd been like, "Oh, it's a shoe, and he's going to beat that record." But now he's he's got his 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 attention directed towards Hollywood, not towards the wrestling ring. Yeah. I don't even think it's a priority for him. I mean, Rock came back for that big thing with Cena. I think that I think that they could maybe do I, I wouldn't say never. I would definitely never say never. Um, but I mean it's no it's definitely no time soon. Like Rock went away, became a big, big star, and he had that when he beat CM Punk. Like he was still a pretty big star at that point. Oh yeah. Uh for his last one. So I could see it happening. They look. They they always like to have that big thing in their back pocket. Totally. So maybe on a in a year when they kind of need something big and they don't have anything going for them, maybe when Undertaker finally actually retires, mm-hmm. they'll wheel out Cena for that. It's win. entirely possible. Yeah. I don't think for him and probably for WWE, it's not a huge priority right now. Wolfpack for life. Since Shane has returned in 2016, which run has been better, babyface Shane or heel Shane? Far and away, heel Shane. Heel Shane is much more enjoyable to watch. He's yeah. very entertaining. I mean, even last night, that one line. Yeah. I'm going to say that's an emphatic no. I like when Kevin Owens cut off uh, Greg Hamilton, too. Yeah. We don't, we don't have time for that today. Uh, Dom LaMartina. It's like you guys have been saying, all Alistair needed to do was go to the ring and he will get a fight. What took him so long to realize this? I don't know. He should have been cutting promos from his, uh, his platform the whole time. He's sort of like they've transitioned him into like goth dullard. Like, who the hell just lays there on their platform? Says, Sammy. This won't wait till SummerSlam. We fight now. We fight now. But what about the big payout you might get from SummerSlam? Don't care. It's not the pay-per-view days anymore. What's that? The network era, we get no additional payout for pay-per-views. <laughs> just our usual day. It's just another appearance. $650. Uh, let's see here. Alex Foster. Vince has called you into his office. What were you two doing when Roman was attacked? What's your alibi? Vince is on the case. Bad idea. Yeah, terrible Vince idea. Vince is on the case. All right, come in here. <clears throat> what were you two guys doing? I've never liked you. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Whoa. You're going to say that to the man's writing your checks? Sure, why not? Bad move. I'm going to say, oh, man, Vince, I'll be honest with you. I think it was Larson. I think I saw him near the forklift. So you should fire him and give me his paycheck. Oh, I like you're reaching. Probably, you're reaching for the brass ring. I'd probably stand there for a second because it's like, fine, I hate working here anyways. <laughs> this place is miserable. And then Vince like, who farted? I did. Deal with it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Farts are so funny. More so I dumped out in your garbage can. Bad news, you're promoted. You're on the company now. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, 
it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I don't have to work for you anymore. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Ryan Luckman, do you get annoyed by WB accidentally showing spoilers for later stories? For example, I live in North Carolina and Clash of Champions coming to Charlotte and they showed a promo for it with Brian versus Reigns, spoiling that Brian is the attacker. I mean, I knew it was going to be him, but it's annoying in the first place. Mm, so that, I mean, come on, like mystery things are kind of few and far between. Like, I don't know. That's I don't necessarily know if it's ne- go to this specific case, but they'll be running ads here for Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Which is in October. And the advertised matches for that are uh, Kofi versus Orton. And, you know, you, you go into this understanding fully that so it always says card stuff to change. Which it frequently does with Hell It shows. does. Fair, no, this is a pay-per-view. Oh, and That's yeah, what yeah, he's talking yeah. about, too. Yeah. Um, no, well, okay. No, I should say it frequently change. Like, even pay-per-views frequently change. It from does. what's advertised in the first place. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That being said, though... Uh, I don't believe in any way Orton's going to pick up that belt at SummerSlam. However, it gives the idea, okay, well, this feud is obviously going to continue another couple months if everything goes to plan, how they have it planned now. Um, and then with Seth versus Drew, you don't really get any indication who's going to win at SummerSlam because they could easily motivate that feud whether Seth leaves SummerSlam as champ or not. So that doesn't bother me so much, but just the Kofi Orton one. I mean, neither of them really bother me. This gives you an indication of what could be happening in a couple months' time. So here's the thing, though. <clears throat> to Ryan's point, we've talked about this during today's show. There's a very good chance that it's not going to end up being Brian. You know? Mm-hmm. There, there is that possibility. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't end up being Brian and ends up being somebody else, that's probably going to end up being the match. That's not going to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. Vince is writing and rewriting these shows moments before they go to air. And honestly, like these feuds seem to be just as fickle. You know, so these things can change so much that I just don't, I never, I really never, I never consider that advertising to be any indication as to how anything's going to turn out. I just don't. A lot of it too is how far in advance is advertised. If, if like raw is here, what month is August in February and they're already advertising because tickets are going to sale. Grain of salt, massive. Yeah. yeah. If a show is a month out, Mm. Probably less. Could have some Yeah, sure. Uh, Mr. Lipkin Prime, 
When a wrestler of this generation is asked, who was your favorite wrestler growing up, the vast majority seem to say HBK. What wrestler from the current era do you think will have the greatest influence upon wrestlers in the future? Young Bucks. Uh, yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, does Daniel Bryan count from this era? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'd I think say he'll be up there. Daniel Bryan, I think, is going to be the HBK of this era. Could be. I think that's what's going to I think be. I just said the Young Bucks, not only because the in-ring stuff, because everything else they've done outside of it. I think you're right about that. I think a lot of wrestlers are going to see what they did and think, okay, well, I'm going to try to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. Carve my own path. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, James Fletcher this is a good question. What SummerSlam match are you looking forward to the most? He says Randy Kofi. Um, he says, but he wants Randy to win. Hmm. Bad news, James. I think from a storytelling perspective, that's got the potential to be maybe the best match on the card. Because <clears throat> there's a lot they're working with. Uh, let's see here. From a wrestling perspective, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with Ember Moon in a title match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that should be fun. Um, from a wrestling perspective, number one's got to be AJ Styles and Ricochet. Uh, oh, and then we'll talk about the 205 yeah, yeah. tomorrow. But wrestling-wise. That could be a really good match. That could be just terrific. Uh, I'm curious to know about what The Fiend is going to look like wrestling. So that should be interesting. I think Becky Lynch and Talia is going to be a good match. Yeah, I think it will be, especially with the submission stipulation. We haven't seen Becky wrestle a more technical style in a long time. And if you watch her stuff in NXT, she can do that. And I always love laughing during wrestling, Larson. Mm -hmm. So Goldberg, Dolph, I'm looking forward to as the comedy match. Yeah. Uh, Ears of Justice, Chase Hetrick. If Kevin Owens is Stone Cold and Shane is Vince, who should be the rock of this storyline? He says, preferably a person who is currently a face. So who is the Rock to Stone Cold or to Kevin Owens Stone Cold? So who could become like the if 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 they needed a corporate champion type thing? Yeah, <clears throat> just someone to be Owens' primary rival that can that can match him in the ring on the mic. It's hard. It's hard to think of Kevin Owens and not think of Sami Zayn as like his primary rival. Yeah, but it, it, come on now. I know. Uh, I don't know, man. If you're looking at like a new face, then give me like Buddy Murphy. That I don't know. I he doesn't have the mic skills. To nobody's got the star power. Like nobody has the star power. Like Samoa Joe. Imagine a Samoa Joe Kevin yeah, Owens. That's like, a good one. Feud. That's a good one. All right, there you go. Yeah, boy, that'd be a killer feud, huh? Just make them rivals and have them have a like four-year-long feud mm-hmm. off and on. That's how you do it. Uh, Wolf, Wolf Pack for life. Any chance Luke Harper is the attacker without Brian's permission? Oh, no, Adam Cole. And they start fighting. Oh, there you go. That's Adam good. Cole, that's, that's it. Good. And they start fighting over Rowan. Sorry, who? Luke Harper is the attacker. Oh, that could be. No, you know why? No. Do you know why? Come on. Because Vince hates Luke Harper. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, Luke Harper hey. will only get on TV if, if he proves he can do a Southern accent. As, look, man, as cool as that would be, like, you know, come on. I read the internet. Yeah. Vince doesn't like Luke Harper. Uh, Gustavo Gama just has the shirt emoji. I know what that means. Trey Porter, who do you guys think is the MVP of WWE this year so far? It's Kofi. 
the MVP of WWE this yeah, far. Yeah, it's Kofi. Hands down. I don't I don't I mean he hasn't really main event anything. I think no, I think he's been good. He's been good. I don't know. I I wouldn't say hands down he's MVP. I don't think he's been an MVP. I don't know. Probably Daniel Bryan's been doing the work that I've been appreciating most. Daniel Bryan probably. Because it started out with him, like the first four months was him as the the new Daniel Bryan doing mm-hmm. all that championship stuff. Oh, I know. Yeah, I think like for me it's probably Daniel Bryan hands right. down. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, who else does good work? Has anybody been hands down? Yeah, it's either it's either for me it's either Becky or it's Daniel Bryan. Maybe Becky. Yeah, maybe Becky. Uh, what do we got coming up for Overrun? I don't know yet. Gonna work on that in a second. Probably yeah, when we start Overrun. Fine. You know, we can talk about a little bit. Uh, Booker T was on Stone Cold's podcast. Oh yeah, I meant and to he had some to very interesting things to say about. It's worth a listen, regardless. But uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about how Booker T feels about uh, the current crop of the current creative situation that WWE's mm. in because he had some very interesting things to say. Interesting, interesting, and it interesting. kind of echoed what Stone Cold had to say as well. It was just kind of. Uh, interested that they were both so upfront about it. Interesting. Um, so, anyways, uh, that's it. Uh, bonus episode uh, going live in about 10, 15 minutes. Yep. Uh, if you're a YouTube channel member, <clears throat> if you'd like to be, click join. You get access to that bonus content. Uh, also on the Patreon at $5 and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and do that. So, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.